I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello everyone. Amy here. No April today. April is just getting back from a long trip on the East Coast. She was in Miami for a trade show for Hot Octopus talking all about sex toys. And then she got to go to the Caribbean to have a good old time with her partner. And on our next episode for next week, I'm sure April will join us with a lot of wonderful stories. I, too, will have some stories about my adventures at Sex Geek Summer Camp. That's where I recorded this episode. This episode is actually on erotic breath. And I believe we're titling it something about anal breathing because this particular erotic breath that this instructor teaches us involves the anus. And you'll learn why. Uh, so stay tuned and fun fact, uh, anal and, and I, yeah, I think the word anal is our number one searched word on our website, shamelesssex.com. Fun fact of the day. So I know you all miss April. She will be back soon. Before we dive into the podcast and read the bio, a couple announcements for all you California folks. April and I will be teaching a workshop on June 29th. This is 2019 down in Grover Beach, California, near San Luis Obispo. We are teaching Oral Sex 101. That's Oral Sex for Everyone. This is on a Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Come join, learn, play. And the workshop is essentially only five bucks because it's a $25 admission but you get a $20 gift certificate to the store. And we are teaching at Diamond Adult in Grover Beach. Go to diamondadult.com. You can click on their event section and you will learn more. Oh, I'm choking on myself. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, also, this upcoming Friday in Santa Cruz, if you are in Santa Cruz, near Santa Cruz, we're not teaching, but I will be downtown. There is a new event in downtown Santa Cruz on north end of Pacific Avenue between Locust and Water Street from 5 to 9 p.m. There's food trucks, live music. I'll be down there. My mom will be down there. My, I think my sister is going to be down there. If you want to meet my whole family, well, I'll be down there. <laughs> Maybe my niece, my nephew. I don't even know. Uh, but it's a new event that's happening on uh, Select Fridays for the summer. So come say hello, listen to some music, and I'll be there to maybe shake your hand. Or if uh, I give consent, I like hugs too, uh, with consent. <laughs> Just don't steal them. Those are some announcements for upcoming events. I want to read a couple testimonials that we received from listeners on the note of the anus. Uh, as we've talked about in past podcasts, that the ass does not lubricate itself. Well, this is what one listener has said. I'm just listening to the recent anal play episode, and I just want to say that my ass lubricates itself. 
I'm a female identifying vulva owner married to another female identifying vulva owner, and I have no idea what it is or how it happens, but when I get super turned on, there's this milky substance that lubricates my ass. My partner loves it, and it means we only need a little lube or saliva to get started, and then my body seems to do the rest. So weird. Just thought you'd be interested. I loved that this listener shared this with us, and I am actually... When I was talking at Sex Geek Summer Camp, I was uh, presenting about being a brand ambassador for Uberlube. And I mentioned that the ass doesn't lubricate itself. And another sex geek said, actually, the ass does have a gland that lubricates. Now, the gland that lubricates usually for most folks is not enough to lubricate for anal penetration with um, dildos or homegrown penises. Um, and apparently for this listener though, their ass is, so that's awesome. Um, but again, most people please use lubricant when it comes to anal. I don't know if you need it for anal breathing in this podcast, what we're talking about, but, um, for all anal play, use lubricant unless you have a miracle ass like this wonderful human that sent us this testimonial. And with that said, our favorite lubricant, as you all know, is Uberlube. We love Uberlube because it's long-lasting. It never gets sticky. It has no flavor. It has no scent. It's very body-friendly. I recently had another person email me a sex question asking about the right lubricants to use uh, for someone who gets yeast infections really easily. And while Uberlube is not saying that it won't give you yeast infections for sure. Um, our knowledge is that it's less likely to give you yeast infections than water-based and oil-based lubes because it doesn't have natural matter in it. There's a, over 500 doctors on board. I think in the U.S. alone, they're recommending it to their patients because it's so body-friendly. And once you try it, you usually don't want to use anything else because the general consensus is, I did not know lube could be this good. That's how I feel about it. I want it all over my body. So to learn more about Uberlube, go to uberlube.com. If you use the coupon code SHAMELESSSEXIN, all caps, you get 10% off plus free shipping. Definitely go check it out. If you're ordering other things too, like other sex toys, you can get Uberlube and other sex toys from purepleasureshop.com. You get 15% off with the same coupon code, SHAMELESSSEXIN, all caps. Go try it. You'll know why. And again, if you have a miracle ass, we love these testimonials. If you're like, my body does this wild thing, send send us stories because we love them. They bring joy to our our day. And um, and I learned a new thing every day. Uh, and here's another testimonial that's kind of funny. It was titled, I was fired for listening to shameless sex. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you for being fired, but it is kind of funny. So this person said, yes, the subject line is true. While I worked, I would listen to music daily. Music was a huge part of my life until I discovered Shameless Sex. I do not even recall how I stumbled upon the podcast, but I was hooked. At work, we all listen to music, Spotify, YouTube, many other podcasts. So anywho, my hands decided to take a shit due to repetition from my job. No, they weren't not masturbating. <laughs> they're talking about they, they, uh, they actually injured themselves in the job. Not, I'm assuming they're not talking about masturbating. I could be wrong. Um, so they had to go on workers' comp. Once I was put on restrictions with the company I worked for, the company dug into every little thing I listened to, did, and searched. And they discovered my inappropriate sexual content. They stated, I violated company policy, a.k.a. listening to shameless sex. I feel I was discriminated and judged, but what the fuck ever. I love you, ladies. I never masturbated in my life until the podcast came into my life. Tuesdays were my day. Thank you for opening me up to the new me. If only the job would pan out. <laughs> so to whomever fired you for listening to Shameless Sex, 
uh, fuck you. And <laughs> may, and really deep down, I bet you they discovered you listen to Shameless Sex and maybe they're listening to Shameless Sex now too. So if you are now, sorry, I just said fuck you, but not cool to fire someone for learning about sex education. Uh, and I think that is kind of shady, honestly, that people will do some research once you have to get workers comp to see how they can screw you out of workers comp. Um, not, yeah, not cool. So sorry, listener. Thank you for sending that in. Again, we love hearing stories and we're really bummed to hear that you lost your job. And hopefully the next job you get is really sex positive and open and accepting uh, and is with other shameless sex or awesome podcast listeners. Um, another thing, Patreon. We never did Patreon for various reasons, uh, but we have a Patreon now. If you don't know about Patreon, it is a way for our listeners who absolutely love us and might have a couple extra dollars can support us because podcasts are free. This is free for you all. Um, we do make a little money here because we do have some advertisers, but this is not making us the big bucks, everyone. We have uh, many other side gigs. And uh, with the, on the advertiser note, we only advertise brands that we love, love, love. We cannot talk about bullshit, right? So because we're sex educators. So we are also offering once a month, we're offering a, an ad free episode that you all get for free. You don't have to do anything special. It'll pop up in your feed. They will not have ads to make up for the ones that do have ads because some of you have complained about ads. But we do need to have some money to keep the lights on and keep this thing going. Um, hence the ads for brands that we absolutely love. And Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-A-N dot com backslash shameless. I believe that's where it's at. I'm sorry, shameless sex. Patreon.com backslash shameless sex. You can donate money to our podcast. And guess what that will pay for? It'll pay for new microphones. If you've ever complained about our sound, you can support new microphones. It will also pay for just this information and for helping to save and change the world through sex positivity. It will also pay for April's love for Pinot Noir and other things that we need to pay for to make this podcast happen, uh, the time, the energy, and the wine that we drink to make it happen. And you get special offers for donating money to us. There's different tiers. Um, so go check that out. Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-A-O-N.com backslash shameless sex. Uh, and there are some wonderful offers there, including, I believe there's an offer for a bonus video podcast that's only exclusive to Patreon listeners for donating and supporting this podcast. Uh, so go check that out. That's a new thing for us. And um, once we get those new microphones, we will give you praise forever and ever. We want to get the ones that are like the airplane ones that have the headphones over our ears and is connected to a mic so we don't have to hold one microphone in one hand. Uh, and it's a little awkward when we bring guests because not all of them know how to hold the microphone close to their face. So that'll help you all with that. And we can drink wine at the same time. I mean, right now we can, but then we'll have two hands for a glass of wine, of margins wine, to be specific. Uh, so you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com. I know. What a wonderful, shameless promotion. Aren't you proud of me for doing that? Lastly, OMG, yes. We talk about it every time, but we can't get enough of it. Season one and season two are both out. We are obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with this. This is a research-based online program that shows real videos with real humans showing you about the pleasure that they like to receive, the kind of touch that they um, do or give to themselves uh, to have orgasms, to have pleasure. So books, we can only learn so much. 
there's also some good instructional videos here and there, but this is real time, real humans, real research based, and it's very tasteful, just short videos showing you these ideas for techniques, whether you're someone who wants to learn how to have an, have an orgasm, if that's hard for you, learn how to pleasure someone else who owns a vulva, um, or just add more sexy things to the menu, like, oh, I thought I liked this one technique, but I had no idea that I could have mind-blowing orgasms from this other one. So go check it out. Go to shame. Sorry, not shameless sex. Go to OMG. Yes. Backslash shameless. And our listeners also get $5 off and you'll know why we are obsessed with this. Uh, we April and I are both winking ourselves <laughs> with this. Um, we're, we're getting ideas. It's not like masturbation material in terms of getting aroused, although I'm sure someone could, but we were watching this to get ideas for masturbation may in terms of our own self-pleasure practices. It was quite helpful and life-changing. So, so there's my announcements. I'm just going to now dive right into the uh, the bio for our wonderful guest. And we'll dive right into the podcast. And next week you will get the return of the April. I miss her so much. I haven't seen her in like three weeks. So this speaker uh, actually led erotic breath work at Sex Geek Summer Camp in the mornings. I didn't get to go. Um, for various reasons, I came late or was sleeping in or staying up too late or whatever that is. Um, but her name is M. Kali Hashiki. So M. Kali Hashiki is a renegade sexual mystic, a tour guide to the realm of Eros, and a teacher of somatic erotic possibilities. M. Kali Hashiki is also a certified sexological body worker, a certified sound, voice, and music healer, and a certified tantric sacred intimate. To learn more about her work, visit fiercepassions.com. And here we go. All right, everyone, it's episode time, as promised. I'm going to say your name right now. It's M. Kali Hashiki. Yay! Yeah, I did it. Uh-huh. Um, and just to paint the picture, everyone, we are at Sex Geek Summer Camp. Mm. It's hot as hell. Oh, my God, it's so hot. It's, so yes. hot. it's hot. It's already, what time is it? It's 8.15 p.m., still hot. Uh, we're about 80 minutes outside of Portland. This is a Sex Geek Summer Camp that Read Me Honko started uh he as this is his fifth year he t- took last year off but i believe this is the fifth year mm-hmm. and it's a whole bunch of people who um, have some sort of interest or affiliation with the human sexuality realm whatever you know there's a lot of different backgrounds and uh, interests and they're learning all about how to uh, promote themselves how to uh, get more clients all kinds of things and and, uh, and how to maybe move it move forward in their career and um, there's also Erotic breath work here too, yes. which is what you did this morning. That's what I did this morning. Yes. So t- tell, okay. So first of all, uh, the question I like to start with: How did you get into erotic breath work? Like, what what inspired this path? Well, um, it's interesting. So, so I'm a vulva haver. I have a vagina, uh-huh. and um, when I was younger, I primarily had sex with penetrative sex with folks with penises. And I did not orgasm uh-huh. during sex. I liked it. I love getting fucked, but I, I didn't orgasm. And at some point, I don't really remember how this happened, but at some point I realized that like the sounds I was making and the the way the breath was expelled from my body with each thrust, that this sort of that there was like this conduit between my con and my throat mm-hmm. that also sort of went out the back of my head. Ah. Um, uh, so there was a, there's a 
very well-known black women's magazine called Essence, and uh, my mother used to have a, a subscription. And the uh, editor at the time, Susan L. Taylor, this is, I still remember this, um, for her letter letter to, the, or not the letter to the editor, the editor's page, mm-hmm. you know, of everything. Yeah. She had uh, this sort of iconic design where, so she has uh, cornrows and braids, like with beads on them, like down on her ass. Mm. And the, um, I promise this is related. <laughs> the, the picture, the, the the graphic was a profile of her. It was in black and white. It was a profile of her. And so you'd see like her, her nose and face mm-hmm. and then her cornrows and then her, her braids streamed out behind mm-hmm. her. And as you went further across the page, that became like the starry night sky. Okay. And at some point I realized that that the way that I that there was a particular way that I was able to breathe during sex that made me feel like the back of my head was the cosmos. Oh. I didn't necessarily have the language to 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 describe it that way. And then what happened was, uh, so I was in the Bay Area, and, and also I was the person uh, as an adult who all my friends, all my coworkers would come to with with sex related mm-hmm, questions, mm-hmm. and. Um, make a long story short I ended up in in the Bay Area and I went to uh, a massage one-on-one class with Chester Maynard um, and that I was recommended to by some friends and I like fell in love Mm. I was like it was just a massage one-on-one class and I was like it wasn't even erotic or just no it wasn't it wasn't erotic it wasn't erotic at all this I was like this man is some kind of holy prophet I don't know what What's going on? Well, here? I don't know what galaxy <laughs> he has come from to deliver this message, but I, I am here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took eight classes with him that year, mm-hmm. and one of the he was one of the instructors for the second cohort of sexological bodywork. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I took I I did I'm a you a certif- did sexological body yeah work. I'm a certified oh, okay. sexological body oh, worker wonderful. and I had also done my CMT with Chester. Okay. And. The way he did the certified massage training program was very different from anything I'd ever heard. The first two days, we just did breath work. Mm. And then we had, um, so first two days we did breath, we did two days of breath work. And then Irene Smith came in, um, who uh, teaches, has a, a her career, is she works with massage for the uh, ill and dying. So mm. then she came in, and then, so it's like you don't start, touching bodies until the fourth day in mm-hmm. and um after that cmt i think it was i'd done the cmt i did the sexological bo- no i did the cmt mm-hmm. then i did another class with him uh and then he, he was doing another cmt and he said folks who had done the last if you just wanted to come to the breathwork part mm-hmm. you could so then i came to the breathwork part again mm-hmm. and then i did the sexological body worker body work certification and i was like there's something really there's something really powerful about the breath mm-hmm. it's something so simple that can have such a huge ramification in so many different parts of our lives depending on how we use it so um after the the sexological bodywork training you know i had individual clients that i was doing bodywork with but the but the um breath was always uh, the first thing that I taught a client, no matter what they came to me for. Mm-hmm. So and they were like, uh, uh, I don't think I've ever orgasmed. Okay, so let me teach you this breath. 
Uh, I was a survivor of sexual violence, and I haven't been able to orgasm since then. Okay, let me teach you this breath. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grieving. My wife just died. She was my first sexual partner. I'm thinking about dating again. Okay, let me teach you this breath. <laughs> so it's always, so it always starts with that. It always starts with the breath. Mm. Um, and I believe that I have this little quote, you know, the breath, the breath is an anchor and a vehicle. Mm. So for so many of us, um, it's really challenging to stay present in the body especially when there's lots of sensations and emotions and um uh the breath anchors us in the body and it's also the vehicle that moves energy uh, around our bodies Mm -hmm. so it has you know and and one of the things i say you know uh change the breath and you change you change the breath you change the consciousness change the breath you change what the body is capable of Mm -hmm. so Uh, athletes Mm -hmm. do conscious breath work. Mm -hmm. Singers do conscious breath work. All these people change their way they breathe in order to do things that their body normally or more regularly wouldn't be able to do. Mm -hmm. And the same thing uh, can be used to, to begin and or strengthen our relationship with self, our relationship with our body. The part that you opened with, okay, so going back, because I, I know we, we get a lot of regular emails from people about, and I think it's a big thing, like, I can't orgasm from penetrative sex. It's a very common thing. Didn't mean to do it in that voice, but that's a common, we get it a, very a common. lot. So very common. are you, are, so because you started with that, are, do you think that, uh, I mean, there, there's probably all kinds of reasons for, for whatever but that is, but that you, you what, there was something happening or, or not happening with your breath during that time that your breath wasn't you weren't because it, at some point you learn okay there's something powerful here mm-hmm. um has has breath and maybe it's not with penetrative sex but has breath changed uh your the orgasms that you're having and when you're intimate with yourself or with other folks well the breath there's a way that i use breath when i self-pleasure uh-huh. when i masturbate I'm lazy. I never just masturbate with my hand. It's <laughs> vibrator or nothing. Um, so, you it's know, a lot I, of work. I, I, had, hands. I had like s- several Hitachis mm-hmm. and they'd only last for about two years and they'd like oh, burn out. Oh, really? Two, yeah. Wow. Electric mas- and rechargeable. Yeah. I, I masturbate or I used to when I live by myself <laughs> two or three times a day. Nice. So, um, if I'm masturbating and it's just like, oh, I'm tr- just trying to go to sleep, that's one thing. But if I'm having like an experience, there is a way that I use the breath mm-hmm. to change that experience to um, to uh, enhance that experience. Mm-hmm. Not just not not and even not even particularly the orgasm but the experience mm-hmm. that leads up to the orgasm the journey the journey because yeah. it's not about the destination yeah. it's about the journey mm-hmm. um i would say that when i'm having sex with other people mm-hmm. um it really depends on my partner my partner's interests uh whether i feel like doing teaching while i'm trying to get <laughs> fucked maybe i don't feel like doing teaching yeah. I get fucked. <laughs> yeah um and it can it can change the way the energy flows and moves between mm-hmm. the two people. And you know, not that I'm gonna say that you know lesbians have a heads up, although we totally do. And uh, like a, <laughs> we have an extra advanced thing. So, uh-huh. um, you know, a lot of the I I kind of you know I like to have like makeout sessions with somebody before I have sex with mm-hmm. them, and. If we're making out and we're, you know, we're, we're, our breathing naturally comes into a pattern. And then I'm like, can't, if our clothes are on 
and we're breathing, can I still feel them penetrating me? Mm-hmm. And if I can, that's somebody I'm going to have sex with. <laughs> that's a good sign. If, it's, if mm-hmm. I can, we're not going to have sex. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's definitely, it, it's, it also, there is something particular I think about me because a lot of times the person will be like I've never done I, I feel like I'm penetrating you I don't understand what's happening this mm-hmm. never happened to me before mm-hmm. so there's there's clearly something you, you that happens when you're like, you're kind of aligned you, there's something about that your energies and where in your presence that just kind of locks in and vibrates in the same level and mm-hmm. then you're like I can literally feel you inside of it yeah, yeah exactly okay. I get that and why with some people they're like oh yeah I, we were there and like no we weren't <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> no honey you may have been there but we weren't there so and, and this is when you're not necessarily trying to do not that not yeah. But, but I think I, I was, I'm being facetious because I feel like there's a way, especially um, I, I pretty much only exclusively uh, have sex with with butch and masculine center uh, folks and trans folks who may not have a, uh, a factory installed penis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a way that um, there is a, a, a psychic and energetic connection between you know, the person's body and the, we could even call it prosthetic, a prosthetic mm-hmm. or the dildo or whatever mm-hmm. they're wearing. And and I can tell by how they fuck me. And now we're getting way off. Somehow we've moved away from breath. But no, I can tell funny. when they fuck me if they are using a dildo uh. or if this is their energetic uh, do you know okay. I mean? like yeah. if do they have a connection uh-huh. with this piece of material yes. on their body? So, and is this? Are you speaking also to when you because you pointed at your head just now? You're speaking, but they're actually present and embodied versus in their minds and in the, is that what you're? But both, it's yeah, both. both. Yeah, both. It's, it's a both, right? Because yeah. like it's because because there's no actual. I mean, it, there is a physical thing there, but it doesn't like grow out of mm-hmm. their body. So yeah. it's their energetic body. Yeah, uh-huh. they have to have a connection with that, and the and and being able to uh, use that breath, whether they're and, and a lot of times they're not. It's not a conscious thing where they're like, okay, so I want to be connected with my strap on, so I'm going to breathe this way. Like it's not. That's not a thing that's happening. It's uh-huh. just like an automatic thing for them. Uh-huh. Um, and. Uh, where was I going? Well, I so I want to I want to so we come back to so okay yeah, bring us back to the breath. Well, the breath, but the, so there's the vagus nerve because in the beginning <laughs> we also talked about the pelvic floor, you know, and the that not connecting with we're connecting with your throat. Um, and my understanding of the vagus nerve, longest nerve system, and it connects our pelvic connects floor. Everything it connects everything all together. It gets everything. Uh-huh. So it starts behind the ear. Uh-huh. This is I, I when I learned this. Uh, is it was behind the ear? Yeah. Okay. So. So when I learned this, this was during my uh, sound voice and music healing certification pro- uh, program. And I was like, I am fascinated with this. I'm going to do all the science and all the research about this later. And then I never did it. So I had already done this, the uh, sexological bodywork certification. So I was already fascinated by the butthole and all the things that are possible with that the butthole. That you do. <laughs> right. So then I take this, this music healing thing. And so the vagus nerve starts behind the ear. And there's t- you know, two of them. So people who are listening, you can't see me making these gestures with my hands. Okay, so you have one on each side, right? Mm -hmm. They start behind your ear and then they crisscross and they basically hit every major organ Mm. and then they end Butthole. Oh, your butthole. So not just the pelvic floor, but then yeah. Uh, okay, I like this. Uh-huh. Right. And so I was like, your are, are you telling your me <laughs> that there is a an or, there's like a nerve that goes all the way through your body, uh-huh. connects to everything, and then it ends at your butthole? What? <laughs> so I, I remember when I learned, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna do my all all the work that I'm gonna do is gonna be about around the vagus nerve, and then I got distracted and <laughs> I like, okay. never went back. Yeah. But whenever anybody brings it up, I was like, the vagus nerve. Uh. But that's what so breath, so breath and and sounding would 
be the tools to to move energy through there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people are probably like, well, yeah, I breathe when I have sex or when I orgasm. Like, yeah, because you're breathing to stay alive. But are you really breathing? Are you, breathing? Are you like, are you breathing in a way that engages your whole body? Because one of the things I do when I'm when I'm teaching folks is I have them put their hands so when I'm doing it if it's one-on-one then I'm usually putting my hands on them but if it's if it's a group I have them put their hands on their own body and notice whether or not so if we're doing this here like is the hand actually moving yeah because we we usually breathe just up here shallow listeners I'm caressing my chest yeah yeah. so we usually just breathe up here but Uh we want to bring the breath all the way down. You feel the belly expand the belly, out. Right, and, and, and the yeah. side. Uh-huh. And so I have them, like, they do this, and they do the side, and even the back, because you, yeah. you want the the body to be expanding backwards it, as well. It seems like it's kind of as if there's this you know, full balloon around your entire middle section that you want to breathe in and expand out. So not only does belly and sides expand it, but lower back expands out, which is not how people think to mm, breathe. That's no. what, I know that that's what singers are doing. They're right. bringing the whole thing. They're the whole like, thing. Oh, because there's so much air that to come out. Well, it's it's fa- what's fascinating for me that when I'm teaching, so so a lot of people, like I said, they breathe shallowly, shallowly, shallowly. and then we have to like encourage them to bring the breath down. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> it's, it's a traumatic thing, but it's very helpful for me in my current pr- profession. Um, I had like an abusive uh, choir director in mm-hmm. sixth grade who was she claimed she was a former opera star. In back in Germany, and she would like humiliate you and punish you Ooh. if you didn't bring your breath down. So it's really I I can't up, so, yeah. breathe just in my chest yeah. because it's like oh I'm gonna get in trouble yeah, right. Uh-huh. So it's very easy for me to be, bring the breath down. So what I generally uh, have people imagine, and I've worked on my my imagery because I used to say. Imagine you're roasted chicken on a spit. <laughs> that doesn't really sexy. work. That's not really yeah. sexy. Are you or talking like, about erotic breath? Yeah. <laughs> so now I say, you know, you're you are a lollipop, and your mm. spine is the lollipop sticks, mm-hmm. and not those flat ones you get at the dentist, but the round <laughs> lollipops. And so you want to. Oh, you're 3D lollipop. You're yeah. a 3D lollipop. Uh-huh. And and when you so yeah, breathing during sex. When are you are you tensing up around the breath? Mm-hmm. Are you only breathing shallowly? And, and especially for folks who get triggered into disassociation, a lot of the times it is a very shallow, um, more a uh, faster paced breath. Mm-hmm. And so slowing the breath down and bringing the breath down deeper, further into the body can help that tendency mm-hmm. to, to the the tendency of disassociation. It's not like you know an automatic fix, but mm-hmm. it can be part of working towards being able to stay in your body. And that's whether you have disassociation during sex or disassociation in in in, in everyday life, in everyday life, or yeah. other you know any other. And that's what you're saying. What would you, you say is it's grounding and it's an anchor and a vehicle. Anchor and a vehicle. Yes. Okay. Love. So it can help you move places, but also anchor you down. Anchor, anchor you down. Feeling in the body. like you need to like you're not here. Right. Uh, so what is because uh, I've 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 taken various tantra classes and things, mm-hmm. and I remember a lot of the breath was you know in slow deep inhale through the nose and exhale out the mouth and the ah. And I'm sure you have plenty more to say about this. But what is in you know I, there we have a limited time for the podcast, and we'll mm-hmm. tell people how they can work with you. I know that you do one on one sessions with people. You can do it online and mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. But can you give our listeners just a, li- a quick um, demo or even if you want to do a little guidance and just everyone so you know we're in the middle of a living room so if you hear all of a sudden like a door open or a voice um, just <laughs> bear with us it's, there's air conditioning <laughs> right <in there>. air <laughs> conditioning <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay, so say that again. So, so do, it, do like it, a like how what, what is how would you gu- what is the breath that you would guide people and what does it look like and maybe if you can do just uh, an abbreviated version so our listeners can know what that feels like. Well, uh, um, I'll do it this way. So when I'm teaching a full a full course, there's three breaths that mm-hmm. we uh, that I teach. It's the anal breath, the charging or circular breath, and the big draw. The anal breath can be used by itself. The other two really need to be used in tandem with the anal breath. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, uh, like today, what I, I just taught the anal breath. I didn't teach in any of the other ones. Um, and it's uh, it has many uses and many purposes. And th- but the main one, or sort of the the like ground zero part, or the the beginning part, is that. We have a lot of tension in our pelvis. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that tension is uh, physical because you know a lot of our big movements originate in the pelvis, and even when we're being still, uh, our pelvis is still doing little minute motion so that we're not falling over. So th- there's a lot of work that happens in the pelvis, mm-hmm. but some of that tension is actually somatic or tied to our emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, our elimination organs are in the pelvis. Our reproductive organs are in the pelvis. Our genitalia are in the pelvis. You know, we got some issues mm-hmm. around those organs. And so those issues, those emotions um, that are generally not so great, those um, the, the, the emotions that we have around any of those organs get sort of ima- translated into tension in the mm-hmm. pelvis. Kind of trapped there in it's tightness. Trapped yeah. in tightness. Uh-huh. And, and um, acute tension manifests as pain, but chronic tension manifests as numbness. Mm-hmm. So then we have this chronically numb pelvis both physically and energetically so then we've got like our erotic energy which is created and stored in the pelvis and we can't access it Mm. or 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 we can like you know uh stoke it up by masturbation or sex but it doesn't go anywhere else Mm -hmm. it just like stays locked there and hangs out there Mm -hmm. and so the anal breath is around uh brings like loosening up the pelvis and preparation, I mean, it, it's as I said, it can stand, it can be used in and of itself, but it also is a way to prep, prepare the body for then circulating mm-hmm. um, the erotic energy. So mm-hmm. we could do, a li- we could do a little, yeah, a little oh, version oh. of that. And I, well, and I, and so our listeners, if they, uh, we have a lot of regular listeners, if they've listened to the last like three episodes, we've done actually the last five episodes. April and I, um, who are my co-host, who have not met, uh, we've had our own sessions where we've worked with sexological body workers. I've been working with one regularly um, because I I ex- do experience a lot of work. I didn't really realize that the tension causes numbness, but I have so I I can totally relate to what you're you're talking about, and I find and but but I just. Still, and now that when you're speaking, I'm like, oh, the breath. So, anyways, just want to put that out there. Like, there's some dots connecting in my brain, so I'm mm. just really, really curious about it, and I can see how that relates to uh, my own journey. But um, I digress. Go back to the anal breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the anal breath. Um, ways that folks use this um, just by itself, it can be used as a form of meditation mm. to sort of deepen your embodiment. Um, it can be used to uh, remediate or mediate stress and or pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, so I do, you know, I do my own my own events, which uh, are about four hours, uh, and that's after working to get them down from eight hours. So they're four mm-hmm. hours wow. now. Yeah. But when I do them at conferences, they're usually ninety minutes to two hours. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, folks will come for you know whatever reason, and then when I ask folks, you know, what do you notice? 
definitely had a lot of people who were like, I have chronic pain and mm-hmm. I'm noticing that like I'm not feeling pain right now. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first time, you know, this week that I'm not feeling pain. Um, it can also be a way to just uh, notice what is happening in your body mm-hmm. and where the places that you hold tension because sometimes the places where you hold tension are cues for the work that you need to do mm-hmm. that the body holds stories whether those are stories that were really great mm-hmm. or were, and by story I don't mean fiction I mean experiences yeah. of your life right so the body holds stories in places and sometimes you're like oh this I'm having this issue around x y and z and i don't know why and i keep trying to work on it and like it's just not changing blah blah blah. and the it turns out that like there's some story that your conscious mind has forgotten Mm -hmm. that your body body has your body the body keeps a score the body keeps a score it does Mm -hmm. not forget Mm -hmm. um and so uh using the breath to unlock oh let me process this story now I've I've acknowledged this story, I've processed the story, and now I can do the change that I, mm-hmm. you know, because now I recognize that there was something I was holding on to. And I think the folks that are like, oh, what are you talking about? I can't breathe into my knee where there's pain. But you just talked about, this isn't just like imagination, no, focus, imagine. focus. Literally, you're talking about the breath and this nerve system and it moving it moving breath and energy all through your body like this is actual science it's actual science (laughs) now it's interesting because the sexological bodywork like you know you you do a radical thing you learn this new cutting edge thing and then like the next time they teach it there's like more interest there's more stuff in it so there wasn't a lot of like the science part Mm -hmm. when we were uh being taught but now there's a you know when folks do it there's a lot of the science more uh, yeah yeah and so because they've been doing more more and more yeah. um, studies about it. especially the the role of the vagus nerve in uh, healing trauma. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so there's been there's a lot more research out there. Well, even oh. just the general consensus about the body retaining t- trauma and not just using talk therapy to heal it is like not brand new, but the the fact that people are really finally getting on board for that is is fairly it's, recent. It's so. fairly recent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so anal breath. Anal breath. I feel like we should. Call, I might call this podcast anal breathing. By the way, because <laughs> anal is one of our top searched words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, lo- I anal breath. You know, and the other reason it's called anal. The other reason is I always joke that it's called anal breath. So Chester, my my teacher and um, one of the people I claim is an inf- affinity ancestor, mm-hmm. um, uh, his nickname was Avatar of Ass. Oh, Avatar of Ass. <laughs> and he believed that you could not love your body if you didn't love your butthole, oh. right? And he's like, so think about the parts of the body that we actually use as insults for other people. Asshole. Asshole. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to have this claim we have this loving relationship with our body, but there's this one site mm. that we like use to hurt other people. Yeah. Like we, totally. we use its name to hurt other people. So, so love your asshole. Love your everyone. asshole. Can't love your body if you don't love your asshole. Okay, so listeners, uh-huh. what you're going to do is if you're sitting... You're going to grab your butt cheeks. You're going to separate them so that you're sitting on your sits bones. So I can do one because I have to hold a microphone the other, so I'll separate oh, right. one. <laughs> okay, like, oh, oh, I don't have to hold them to separate. Yeah, you just okay. separate. You want to be My on your sits bones. Okay. Not, uh, like as if you're trying to kiss the I'm, surface I'm of totally what you're sitting on. on. Uh-huh. With your butthole. So my ass cheeks right. are spread. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you, you got to have the ass cheeks spread. Um, if And if you have your, uh, if you're sitting up, because you can also do this lying down, but if you're sitting up, you want to have your, uh, if you're sit like I'm sitting in the chair, you're cross-legged. If I'm sitting in the chair, you want your feet on the ground, but that cross-legged like that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to burp into the microphone. <clears throat> Not good. No, not a good. Well, that won't sound good. Must be the anal breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it, it, one of the things that Chester taught me, like if I'm massaging somebody 
And then I'm like suddenly just start burping during the session. That's like my body is processing uh, energy from yeah. them, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're gonna just we're gonna breathe. Okay. We're just gonna breathe in through the nose and then out through the mouth. And you want this to be as effortless and as relaxed as possible. So just in through the nose, and then the jaw just drops and the air just leaks out. And your spine, rather than being and the back of you is actually in the middle because it's the lollipop stick and your body is the lollipop around it. Uh, around lollipop, not the flat ones from the dentist's office, the round ones. Um, and so when you expand on the inhale, you want to be expanding in all directions, in front of you, to the sides, and even back backwards. And you want to bring your awareness to your jaw and if it feels clenched, you want to wiggle your chin around or do a like a big fake yawn. Just want to relax the muscles there. And then you want to bring your awareness to your butthole. And if it feels clenched, you want to consciously unclench it. And if you're not sure if it's clenched, because a lot of times we walk around with a really clenched butthole and we don't know, you want to consciously clench and then consciously let it go, and it's this uncon this unclenched state that you're going for. Just continue to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. The mouth, the butthole, opposite ends of the same tube. Tension in one transmits itself through the torso to the other end of the tube. So we're going to try to work on relaxing the torso by making sure that both ends of the tube are relaxed. In through the nose and out through the mouth. With your awareness and your butthole and your front genitalia, just notice how or what you feel there. And feel could be a sensation. It could be an emotion. It could be an element, a color, a shape, a sound, or some concept I haven't even mentioned. You're just noticing what you're experiencing in your pelvis right now. And also noticing if it's the same on the inhale as it is on the exhale. Or does, it, does the quality of what you experience change? And then you're going to notice on your next inhale, as you expand, where does your sense of self stop expanding? Because you are not your body. You inhabit your body, but those are two separate things. So where does your sense of you-ness stop expanding on your inhale? Does, does your sense of you-ness stop before the surface of your skin? Does it stop expanding at the surface of your skin? Or does your sense of, of your you-ness expand beyond the borders of your skin? There's no right or wrong answer. You're just noticing what's true for you. And then on your next exhale, notice where your sense of self stops contracting. You contract on the exhale. Does your sense of self stop contracting before the surface of your skin? Does it stop at the borders of your skin? Or does your sense of self contract into a deep ball deep inside your body? And again, there's no right or wrong answer. You're just noticing what's true for you. 
an inhale and an exhale equal one breath. You're going to do five more breaths. And then slowly bring your awareness out of your body and back into the room around you. If your eyes somehow closed, you're, you're going to open them by the end of the fifth breath. Yeah, <laughs> by the end of the fifth. And then I always ask people, like, what did you notice? Was there anything challenging or surprising mm -hmm. or just interesting? Now, when we when I'm doing this, you know, we, we do the whole body. We, like, start at the feet and yes. work our way up. But it's abbreviated yeah, version. It, this is a very abbreviated yeah. version. I will, So I was doing this, and hopefully if you were all driving, <laughs> someone you pulled over for this, or you can always rewind. <laughs> right. Um, and I, so I noticed, uh, I noticed that uh, energy, somehow having my butt cheeks spread, energy moved more freely into my pelvis than normally does. Because mm -hmm. I will try to do circular breathing breathe into my pelvic floor and it and it also would feel it feels like it only goes in the front and not the back is what mm. I know so I noticed it felt like my the breath and energy was able to move more freely into my pelvic floor and <coughs> when you had the part about um something with the asshole obviously <laughs> I, I just felt uh it, uh, by breathing, inhaling in and just feeling that, um, oh, you had me clench and to make uh, sure it was relaxed. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that it probably wasn't super tight, but there was a little tightness. And so when I tightened and then relaxed, then my whole lower body, I felt my legs go down. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't realize that I was tightening. And I'm, so I'm just so, so curious as to how much I'm walking around here with this tight pelvic floor exactly even, yeah, even if it's not you know not yeah, like super yeah. clench but right still there's still some some tightness there that i that i can feel that i didn't even know i could release more mm -hmm. a lot it. of times you know i don't have a car or i used to have a car but i don't have a car and so when i used to take public transportation it would be like that was one of the things i would do i'm like okay i'm waiting for the subway let me just check in is my butthole clenched oh my butthole's clenched let's just <laughs> take a deep breath and then just relax the butthole so how's my butthole in this moment how's it's a good moment. question to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. So for folks who were doing this, so let's start just just talk about this, some of the benefits. So that when we did talk about in the beginning, we kind of remind this. This is what are some of the benefits of people starting to do a regular practice of this? What could they see shift? Well, one of the things. So the the so again, this was a very very well, abbreviated yes, very version. Abbreviated. But even if th there's a, a you know, I have some some free mp3s on my website but so say you're doing um this breath where you instead of just instead of only checking in yeah. with the pelvis you like start at the feet and then work your way up whole to the body head, yeah. right you're doing the whole body mm -hmm. so one it can be a way of um quieting the mind mm -hmm. so that we can listen to what the body says mm -hmm. so in a holistic ideal existence the body, the mind, and the spirit work together, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, there's, they have equal say. Mm -hmm. But in this society, we tend to, uh, you know, only listen to the mind, mm -hmm. totally negate the body, um, and then depending on whether we even believe there's such a thing as a soul, there's different ways that we interact with that. Mm -hmm. So part of this is like, 
shut up, mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like leading me astray. Hush. So you're quieting the mind so that Mm -hmm. you can hear what the body wants to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you're also sort of sending, you're sending a signal to the body. Like, hey, I know you've been trying to talk to me and now I'm open. I'm finally here for you. I'm here for you. I'm open. Mm -hmm. And then you get to, because like kind of the greatest act of self-love you could do is show up for yourself. Show up for yourself and show up for your body. And when I, when I have folks do this, I also have them, they, part of it so that it doesn't just be become the body speaking without any um, translation of mm-hmm. what it means I have people choose words to describe mm-hmm. what they're feeling one word mm-hmm. just just one and then you start to notice over time oh you know my body speaks to me in colors mm-hmm. or my body speaks to me in sound or you know my pelvis speaks to me in sound but my chest speaks to me in colors and my feet are always different shapes mm-hmm. and then you start to pick up the shorthand of what your body wants to tell you mm-hmm. right so um so that's one thing. So you develop a you develop an understanding of what your body is trying to tell you about. Your body has things to say about every single part of your day, mm-hmm. and um, without fail, it can. It, your body's an early warning system. Your body is a. Uh, uh, not just early warning system in the sense of like, this is not a good situation, but also like, Oh, this person or this experience is really groovy. Mm -hmm. Like there's something, there's a way that your body will let you know. Um, and then it also can be (coughs) really helpful if you're trying to do deep meditation Mm -hmm. again, because it shuts the mind up. Um, and like, I can't do sort of standard meditation. My, my brain wanders Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. but I find with this, it's easier because I'm like focused on, I have something I'm focusing on and then I move to the next thing and I have mm-hmm. something to focus on. So it's like be a body, body scan. That's what I call it, the body, scan. body scan. But you, this is actually incorporating the whole pelvic floor, the, whole the pelvic anus, floor. which is most body scans are not doing. Right. Yeah. We just, like as if there's nothing there. We're just yeah. going to skip over I'll this part. Over that, like, oh, knee, hip, and now we're in your belly. <laughs> right, right. Like, Wait, what about, about my ass? <laughs> yeah, what about your ass? Yeah. We're, we're like every, everything originates in the pelvis Mm -hmm. right like if you are not clear about what's going on in your body's pelvis um it's going to be really hard to maintain uh, to to hear what what other parts of your body are Mm -hmm. saying and it's 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 especially this practice is especially helpful for folks who live in bodies marginalized by the state Mm -hmm. people often say marginalized bodies the bodies are not marginalized and they're not it's not a passive thing these bodies are actively marginalized by the state so people who live in bodies that are uh, marginalized by the state or multiply marginalized by the state um there's a way in which we carry ourselves with an incredible amount of tension and guarding mm-hmm. it's a form of protection it's not like i'm not saying that's a bad thing like mm-hmm. it's a form of protection we're hyper vigilant waiting for like the next micro or macro aggression you know so mm-hmm. there's a way that we're even we're totally not conscious of the way that our body is always on guard and always tense mm-hmm. so you want to have some moments where your body can let go mm-hmm. of that tension it's it's a it's a, a form of self-love it's a form of healing it, it's not good for your body whether your physical body or your energetic body to carry that much All tension 24 yeah. 7 so mm-hmm. giving yourself some moments of of as relaxed as you can go and with time you know it'll be easier to drop to in deeper and deeper and deeper and then if you're doing this because you, you know you want a better sex life or a, a, a more a more satisfying sex life mm-hmm. this is also a way to 
tap into your body so that you're no longer saying saying yes to things you don't want. Mm -hmm. Compliant sex, tolerance. Compliant sex, yeah, which is not satisfying. Yeah, well, talk about invitation for your body to numb out. It's like, mm -hmm, yeah, keep doing that thing. It doesn't feel good. Right. Then Mm -hmm. I'm out of here. So it it can be a way to really help to. to give the reins to your body and and your, and have your body sort of be like, we are not saying yes to this mediocre mm-hmm. ass sex anymore, <laughs> and we're gonna ask for what we we know what we want, mm-hmm. and we're gonna ask for it, or we don't know what we want, and we're gonna take steps to figure out and what it is slow. that we want, uh-huh. right? And if this person can't do that, then we have other options. We do mm-hmm. not have to settle. Yeah, or we we, uh, we don't have yeah we don't have to settle. We, we don't, don't have, have to, to play. We which yeah yeah uh, I love yeah I love we, that you brought that back. And we remind our listeners that we used to marginalize by the state because some people might be like, what did, what do you mean? What you um, so there's a there's a you know the the language of social justice mm-hmm. uh, is uh, ever evolving, and there's a way that people talk about uh, folks from communities that have historically been oppressed, mm-hmm. erased, or um, denied access to society's resources. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the ways people talk about that now, uh, say, for example, black folks, uh, listeners, I'm black. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a way that folks might talk about uh, black communities where, you know, there are, it's not like all black people are poor and suffering, mm-hmm. but there is historical marginalization. Totally. And, and I personally don't like the phrase marginalized people or mm-hmm. marginalized bodies mm-hmm. because there's nothing inherently... Uh-huh. marginalizing about our our bodies yeah. and it removes the um the focal point in that it, it makes it sound like this passive eh, somehow we don't we don't know how these know bodies how. Yeah. just happen to be marginalized mm-hmm. no they are actively marginalized mm-hmm. by the state and i don't mean like the state of california right <laughs> i mean like yeah. the uh-huh. state in capital letters so okay. that I, I i always choose to frame it that way yeah living in bodies that are ma- marginalized or multiply uh-huh. marginalized and, by the and state. so yeah you're, so you're saying that, that there's this um, this this uh, tightness that of of living uh, with what cortisol and mm-hmm. you know that that like I, I need to protect myself mm-hmm. that um, that folks who are living which is in the marginalized state living in bodies marginalized in bodies by the marginalized by the state um, are experiencing uh, greater numbers than folks who are not right uh-huh. and and that 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 tension of of having to be hyper aware for where the next threat is coming from mm-hmm. like th- you can do the most remedial of research and find out how that's actually affecting mm-hmm. people's you know lives like black folks have the 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 rate of death among black women giving birth is like astronomical mm. and, and and that's across the board no matter what what um you know social class or socioeconomic status they enjoy mm-hmm. like they're dying in a huge wow. number and you know yeah. part of that is whether or not the the medical industrial They'd complex take takes them seriously, yes, exactly. but also it's about the stress of their bodies, of yeah. the stress uh-huh. of the bodies. Mm-hmm. Like th- that takes the cortisol, you know. And again, they're doing more and more studies to we call it water is wet Wednesday, right? Like things mm-hmm. that people have already known, but now we've got studies that show in numbers mm-hmm. that that stress leads to you know bad heart, mm-hmm. and that leads to this, and it leads to that, and so this is one way we can. Um, provide our bodies with some space to relax, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. to relax the pelvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm so. I'm. Thank you for clarifying that for um, for me too and your listeners. Okay, so remind me. We're saying uh, body m- marginalized 
body, bodies that are marginalized by the state. Yeah, people yes. living in bodies. The people living in bodies are marginalized by the state. Okay, I mean, I can yeah. listen to this podcast. You get a bit. It's good to practice. Um, okay. There are people that are trying to get into the house and, right. and do and their evening like, things. Was this like an out? No, no, it's like for forty-one minutes. Perfect. Okay, we're minor. Let's go. So this, like, obviously, this was an abbreviated version. You just said you normally do these much longer sessions. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're four-hour group group work. And mm-hmm. um, how can people find you? How can they work with you? I know you do in person. I know you do online. But if they really want to dive deeper into this work, so they can check out my website, mm-hmm. Fierce Passions. That's with an S. dot mm-hmm. um, I. Like I do, as, uh, as you said, I do one-on-one individual work, uh, both in person in the uh, Oakland, California area. Although I do sort of go around, you know, I travel around the country, and mm-hmm. when I'm in different places, I'm open to doing a live sessions. But I also do um, online sessions, mm-hmm. uh, individual coaching, and I also do in-person group events. Um, but I'm doing more and more webinars and online. Well, not web. I call it, I'm calling them cyber courses because I learned mm-hmm. recently that folks think webinars are the things where there's like the talking head that you have no interaction with. Oh, interesting. But that's not what I mean. So I mean, like <laughs> we're on, we're online, but we can see each other. Yeah. And we can like interact in real time. So yeah, I'm sort of calling them we're cyber working courses. together. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're working together. Yeah. So I do that in in groups. Okay. Uh, so anywhere from I think. Sometimes they're very small groups, they're like three or four people. Sometimes they're very large groups, like 20 mm-hmm. or 30 people. Um, and my next webinar uh, will be in August. The dates have not been chosen yet, but uh, it'll be up on my website. And if you go to my website and then subscribe, then you would get that information before anybody else. What say your website one more time? Fiercepassions.com. An easy way to remember this, Mkali Hashiki means fierce passion in Swahili. Oh, really? Yes. Ah. And so somebody else owns the URL Fierce Passion. So I had to add, a, add an S to it. So it's Fierce Passions. Ah. Oh, yeah. The, of course. That's what you're like. All right. I guess. I mean, it's still, still Fierce Passion. Fierce passions. It's, I, mean, I like it though. Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of flows better than fierce passion. That's I like true. Yeah. I think. And then you're on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook. Fierce passion. I'm on IG. Uh, so fa- Facebook is fierce passions. Mm-hmm. Facebook slash fierce passions. Uh, IG, as the kids say, or <laughs> Instagram, fierce underscore passions. Uh-huh. Um, Twitter, M K Hashiki for M Kali Hashiki. And I think that uh, I'm not getting. Those are the ones. Yeah. Tumblr's not happening. Thing, yeah. So oh my go gosh. There. Yeah. Tumblr's, they're not. Yeah. yeah that's, no, that's not a different story now. Thank you so much for taking your. It's it's the evening. It's still warm out. It's still the warm. The sun's I know. finally I gone, though. So we can now go outside without being like, uh, and jump back in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for taking your time this evening to guide us. And I'm gonna definitely going to be practicing breathing into my asshole and <laughs> incorporating more. Oh. I'm also not going to call people assholes the way right, I used to. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. I forgot to say. So yeah. there are. The, uh, there are uh, free or pay what you want, including zero, um, uh, streaming, uh, downloadable MP3s of this, ex- the full exercise. Oh, on your website. On my website. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's like a, you can donate for, yeah, for however much you want. However much you want. Cool. And then you get more, a longer version. Yeah, it's like 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, because I think that's one thing for people. They're like, how do I do this on my own? It was so much easier when you were guiding me. And then they just press play and then they Goodness. have a happy full body and then your asshole is online. Right, your yeah. asshole is online. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And Thank to our you. listeners, uh, April's not here once again, but hopefully we can get her to Sex Geek Summer Camp next year because I'll be back. Uh, but uh, as April would say, well, before April says that, April would be here drinking wine. She'd be drinking yes. Margins wine. She would tell you, everyone, go to marginswine.com. 
Com. You'll learn why it's our favorite wine. Uh, Women-owned and operated winery in Santa Cruz. Support your local boutique wine, MarginsWine.com. But after that, what would she say? She'd say, ciao for now. <laughs> Don't forget to head on over to our website at ShamelessSex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.